Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Previously, Previously. on the Game On Podcast. Actually, now, we just thought we'd go through things, a few things. So, and it is a funny story of how you first found out. Uh, fill the listeners there in there with uh, and what you thought was happening at the time, Michael. Well, I was sitting in the office, got a phone call, and thought it was Patrick Keane ringing up about uh, Gather Round, who he had rang me previously, obviously, with James coming over from Frio to play at Norwood and play at the home of football, yes. Yep. Yes. So I thought, okay. And then uh, it was Richard Gorda actually ringing and uh, I excused myself from the the office and went into the store and it was about 20 seconds in and just all of a sudden it dawned on me that, hang on a minute, they're actually inducting me into the Hall of Fame. And uh, yes, got very, very choked up. I couldn't really speak for probably about 20 seconds, obviously, because my thoughts went straight to my father and yeah. um, he was good and he just said, just, yeah, no, all good. And then, uh, you know, I I twigged and uh, I said, oh, fair. yeah, okay. And then, you know, probably it took, it took, uh, well, then Richard said, um, he said, well, well, do you accept? Yeah, he actually. He actually Unfortunately, asked. Us, you've got to ask Nord people that question, uh, Michael. Yeah. Apparently, apparently yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So. so that was that was that was um, uh, pretty well it. And then um, he uh, said, "Look, uh, we'll be in touch with you." And I think they, they they were softening a few people up because they invited me to gather around with the the uh, dinner, and and Gil was there and welcomed a lot of past players, uh, AFL players, and, and mentioned me in there. So I think he was um, sort of buttering him up to think maybe, maybe, I don't know. But uh, anyway, it um, it was uh, a very much of a shock, let me tell you. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket. 
and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome Welcome to Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete. Uh, once again, joined by Malcolm. And Malcolm, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been in the uh, in the studio to record, but uh, Michael Aish was uh, kind enough to kind enough to give us his time and talk about his induction into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the overdue induction, and yeah, Aish is always humble, and yeah, just uh, enormous respect for Michael. And yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple of big weeks, Pete. It um, has. We'll talk about yeah, that in a minute. Yeah. Around the grounds. Today, mate, we're going to talk obviously about the uh, AFL, the SNFL, but first we must pay tribute. I want to play a couple of bits of audio and I'll get you to comment, mate. Thanks, mate. Now, some sad news yesterday. Uh, South Australia has lost one of its great personalities, a man who did more than anyone to help turn a good football club into a great football club. I'm talking here about Fred Chocker Block who for years was the administrator of the Adelaide University Blacks, the footy club. Hundreds and hundreds of people um, have played for for their many teams in their many divisions over the years. Um, Fred Chocker-Block, as he's known, um, there's a a superb piece written by a former Blacks player called uh, Malcolm Rulebook Ashwood. (laughs) Rulebook being uh, the mandated nickname that every Blacks player has. Um... It's been reposted on the Footy Almanac, which is a great sort of grassroots um, football website, um, telling Chocker's life story, how he started off as a student at Adelaide Boys High, then worked for the National um, Bank, which is now the NAB. Um, He was offered a chance to study for an economics degree because he was a brilliant mathematician. He uh, graduated with honours. And um, when uh, he was working at the bank... Um, he uh, basically had this sort of life-changing moment where he decided that he he didn't want to work there. He was bored with the job. And he was friends with Professor Jeff Harcourt, who's the father of Tim Harcourt, um, who a lot of you might know. Um, and uh, Jeff, Professor Harcourt, he um, he arranged for, for Fred to get some work lecturing at Adelaide Uni in the Commerce Department where he eventually got involved in in the uh, in in the club, um, this is some of what uh, Malcolm Rulebook Ashwood says in the piece. Uh, it is his role and involvement, becoming the head administrator, spiritual leader, guru, tribal elder, and overall most important person in the world's greatest footy club, the Adelaide University Football Club, which I wish to expand on. At footy clubs, it's impossible to give people and players the appropriate recognition. Chocker, however, always seemed to give the worst player in the club more respect than the best player. While every Blacks player, past and present, cares about the success of the A-grade side, the club's folklore has been built on a vigorous sense of the ridiculous and an ethos that showers glory on the meek and demands humility of the mighty. There's no better example of this ethos than the cult of Bob Neal, which Chocker embraced immediately. He was, in reality, the main instigator of the Bob Neal myth. The rest of us were simply willing disciples. Um, One person who did um, spend, and indeed still does, spend a lot of time with the Blacks is our Premier, Peter Malinowskis, who played for the Scum. 
Um, spoke to uh, him last night, and of uh, Fred Chocker-Block, Mally said he was an absolute true legend who created a culture unlike any other. So if you have any memories of um, Fred Block that you do want to share, ping us a text or give us a call. But um, a, a, a great life, a great man, and uh, they'll be holding a special um, one-off edition of Hold Your Bowlies up in the sky tonight uh, to uh, commemorate the arrival of a bloke who meant so much to so many South Australian men and also women because the club was a trailblazer of, of women's football as well. Mm. Malcolm Ashwood is a great Adelaide Uni man, no doubt wants to pay tribute to Chocker Block, who passed away over the last day or so. Malcolm, welcome. Yeah, g'day, Leif. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. How are you? A uh, uh, pretty you know, sad occasion, obviously, but something we've been preparing for... Um, and expecting for a while. Dementia is a bastard of a disease. Um, so the great man didn't know who anyone was in the end. So it is a blessing in that way. Yep. Look, talk about a profound influence on me and many yeah, hundreds of hundreds of men and young men throughout the years and, and that he was unique. He probably treated the worst player in the club with more respect than the best player, which is probably... <laughs> Good reason why I got on well with him, Lee. Yes. Um, I was his right-hand man for 33 years. Um, he was gregarious, you know, mixed with anyone. He wrote the history book, the book of the history of the amateur league, mm-hmm. and so I think there was 94 clubs. So Chuck would have contacts with every single club. I think I've been contacted, you know, by about 15 or 20 countries or guy wants to fly back from India for the funeral from England. Wow. America. So it's just huge, you know. A couple of funny ones, Tucker. Um, I basically had two rules when I got married, uh, Leaf. It wouldn't be in a church and the Chocker was MC. So <laughs> Chocker did up a book of rules for the wedding and he got up and said, uh, rule 13.22, not normally needed at a wedding, but playing his 100th game today. So winning two jugs of beer, courtesy of and the footy table yelled out, Mr. and Mrs. Bertram yep. goes to Paul Hightop Baker. And Bakes walked up, grabbed the mic and said, I'd like to thank everyone coming for my 100th game dinner, especially people I've never met before. And I'd think headway to rule, <laughs> you could have invited a few more of my mates. Standing ovation from the footy table, stunned silence from the rest. Uh, Emma did like Bakes, so that was fine. And then his dad was pissing himself laughing. That's awesome. We were at Sydney IV and... Um, Chockers walked up to buy a butcher and bar lady didn't really know what she was doing and asked uh, Chocker how much how much is that and he said 20 cents and he walked back said boys get on the butchers and we drank the uh, Sydney Uni bar <laughs> drive butchers that day mate. You must have the greatest culture at Adelaide Uni so we know what it means to the Premier and Tim Harcourt's going yep. to join me of course a great Uni man yep. at 9.30 Cam Mudge who's the boss of Channel 10 used to work yep. here with us he sent me a message he said sad day losing Chocker he was a legend of the mighty blacks and influential to so many young people via his role at Uni uh, commerce and club legend created the legend that is Bob Neal yeah he certainly did he was the ringleader the rest of us were just willing disciples um, yeah a couple of people May have had parents in court due to it. Yeah, welcome to Bob Neal City, spray painted out. I thought they were improving the Grand Junction wall out by oh, the yeah. uh, by, by the Church Cross Hotel out there, but uh, 
one the of judge the... had played for uni, so he did see the funny side of it as well. So that, uh, he said one of the great people. humans going around. What was he like as a player, SNFL? So uh, North Adelaide fans would remember Chocker Block? Oh, very much so. So he won North Best and Fairest in 65, runner-up in 66. He popped pretty high in the McGarry one year. But uh, as Chocker's always uh, used to say, oh, yeah. I saw Barry Robin came down, I saw him play in a reserves game and I promptly retired. Mm. <laughs> so, and well, Barry's emailed me three times since yesterday, so you can't get any higher than oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The great, the great man. You know, and that. So he, yeah, he emailed me a couple of weeks ago, and and I pretended I was going back to bed, and Emma said, "What in the hell are you doing?" I said, "Well, Barry Robertson's emailed, but they can only go downhill from here." Well, you, so, you can't not. Yeah. Hey, uh, even Keith Conlon, I spoke to Keith today about Chocker, and he was saying yep. he was reading your the article that you'd written too. Uh, so yep. where, where can people find that and read? Yeah, on the Footy Almanac site. I'll, look, I'll send through um, the link okay. to you now I'll post the, it. on yeah, your great. on your email address. Yep. But yeah, if you go on the Footy Almanac site and just go down, it's probably about the fifth or sixth article. A tribute to Fred Block. You can't miss it. But I'll send it through to you now oh, as well. I'll share it too. I admit it is my uh, first article in my book. It was always going to be chapter one. Well done. So, Malcolm, yeah. sorry for the loss. Um, as yeah. I say, I spoke to a number of people today and everyone was just high regard. Never got the chance to meet him or, you know, one of those ones now you look back in hindsight, I know he'd been sick. So, you know, we always had a list for conversations of great South Australians yeah. that Cornsey yeah. wanted to speak to and that's one that unfortunately got away from us. But um, yeah. anyway, great memories, I'm yes. sure. Oh, look, it, it is, it, you know, I I probably really... Have been off my either my phone or iPad for three hours since ten ten fifteen yesterday. Yep, wow. So, that says and, a lot about man, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Will yeah. he have so some sort of? Now, thank you. Will he have some sort of uh, you know big farewell at the university or do you know? Yes, there's a couple of things. So uh, I'm meeting up with um, the Block family and Berries tomorrow. So we'll work that out all out tomorrow. Okay. But we. It'll also be another one at uni as well, oh, but it beautiful. will be a big funeral and a yep. huge. You know, I'm sure the wake will go for ages where we all get around and tell, tell Chocker and Bob Mill stories. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well done. Malcolm, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, mate. Malcolm Ashwood, rule book as he's affectionately known, long time caller and contributor to the show, and a bit of Adelaide Uni royalty himself. Thank you, Malcolm. Appreciate that. Yeah, mate. Uh, I know it's a. a, a Pretty big week, uh, and we thank <clears throat> Radio Five AA for for that uh, yep. the little clips there that we're able to put on our podcast. Um, mate, I'll let you take the floor. I, I didn't know Chocker, but uh, I'm sure you've got some words that you'd like to say and and, and pass on to the uh, to the listeners. Oh, look, it's been a huge couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I had a pretty major part in everything with it all. Um, mm-hmm. I probably deep down knew I was probably going to run Chocker's funeral for about 25 years. Um, about 600 people there in the end. Uh, viewing, it's probably a little bit different now with funeral numbers because so many people now watch it online yep. and that'll continue on. Mm-hmm. And look, when you get Alex Forster uh, from Berries with a funeral, and obviously I know Alex. Alex played a Nord's 2014 flag. Yep. I think that was part of the reason why he got given the, the role with it. And When you get a funeral, you know, they see 8 million funerals respond that was just so classy um and he just said you know we don't always you know always listen to eulogies and i said of course not you hear eight million you know, 
but I said it was a little bit different for you because it was a chance for you to learn about an SA footy legend. And he said exactly that. He said Simon, the first job, when Simon gave Alex the job with it, said, right, you've got to read Rulebook's article. And mm-hmm. he went, shit. And, uh, and let's just say the Premier did help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, leave it at that in that regard. Uh, huge respect for Mally. Um, now, obviously, uh, we heard during the interviews there that, you know, people like Barry Robberan, uh, you know, contacted yeah, Barry, you. Yeah. I'm sure you've had a million messages. Yeah. Uh, I know that we Barry did come to the funeral, so, yep. you know, that was – and probably Suzanne uh, stole the line. It was probably my favourite line out of all the eulogies where uh, – because it was a fine, you know, lovely day on Wednesday that uh, she thanked Barry for providing the weather. And, uh, of course, that got a fair yep. laugh and that from the uh, – audience and yeah Tim Parcourt and myself have both posted our eulogies on the footy almanac site mm-hmm. um it is a big hold your bowlies tonight tell you what Pete if you're doing nothing tonight come along because you will piss yourself laughing um it's a really old style there's been a couple of uh new songs written about chocker will get released tonight anyone out there at the cathedral tonight from about 6 30 anyway at seven o'clock anyone's welcome mm-hmm. and it'll be a big night and look yes the wake was huge I did say to a guy at the cathedral as I was uh, 10-ish, it's a bit busier than than a normal Wednesday, and let's just say his reply was colourful, and the cathedral were quite happy on Thursday. That probably gives a bit of an indication on that. Absolutely. Now, uh, Chocker, again, you made mention uh, that, you know, suffering from dementia, um, you know, it's a a cruel disease that uh, unfortunately... uh, Get so many people in the end, and and him not knowing certain people oh, at certain times would be, would be frustrating, you know, from family and friends. It was gut wrenching to watch. At the end, he didn't even know his own family. In the end, um, yeah, yeah. Look, the last time I saw him, I think and I'm certainly believe this and bugger whether it's true or not. I reckon he rec- recognised me as I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, mate, uh, by all means, uh, uh, things work in mysterious ways and, uh, you know, um, we've all had people who have been in that situation or most people know what it's like and sometimes that little spark, that little glimmer can um, can certainly uh, lighten your day and yeah. and it's something that you're going to fondly remember. Yeah, look, he's my hero. Um, I'm privileged that I had two mentors apart from my parents in uh, – Marty Bradshaw and Chocker, and privileged to be asked to do eulogies at both funerals means a lot to me. Absolutely. And uh, the other tragedy yeah. that's uh, uh, befallen us uh, in the last week or so and sort of put us uh, on our on our asses a little bit here um, was Nick, Nick Loudon from the Nord Footy Club um, passing away quite tragically and quite suddenly. Yeah, look, when I got a call about it on the Thursday night I was actually writing stuff about Chocker at the time and uh, yeah that certainly went by the window that night and I said to him I'm going for a walk for a fair while and mm-hmm. yeah look incredibly courageous this family coming of coming out there's more things gradually coming out um, we still don't while there's been enormous progressions mental health wise there's still a lot long way to go and there's still and it's both sexes. Mm-hmm. Yes, stats do say it's more in males. We know that. But it's still both sexes who still struggle to say, I'm not okay. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's shattering. 
Um, I'm sure his parents have received you know, 8 million messages at the moment. I'm actually going to touch base with him in a couple of months, I, I think. Yep. I'd, I want to have a conversation in a couple of months. Um, yep. I did notice that in today's advertiser there was a uh, yeah. an article about it and um, yeah. obviously, you know, pointing out the uh, the hurdles and the stresses that come along with mental health and, um, and again, we've had on this program many a times uh, – you know, we've we've opened up the forum and yeah. said, look, you know, it, it's a it's a place where you know we want to get the conversation um, started and and obviously keep that going and and hopefully uh, that has helped somebody along the line and even if it is to reach out to one of us just to have a quick conversation or pull us up at a footy game or whatever, um, we're more than happy to. to, to oh, I'm to just do glad that. too that the parents have been so open. I'm I'm really forthright on that. Um, I admit I've only got one male member of my wedding party left. Yep. And, you know, I think back to things then and it's 15 years since Pete now and, yeah, I, it just doesn't it doesn't help or achieve anything by hiding it. And I just think um, we've, got to, we've still got a long way to talk more. So. Absolutely. All right, mate, we, uh, we might take a quick break. Uh, it's been a pretty uh, heavy yeah. uh, set to start us off and uh, – We'll reset and have a little bit of a look at the uh, the AFL and the SNFL games and uh, try and liven up the day a little bit, mate. Thanks, mate. No worries. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Mate, to continue our around the grounds today, um, we're going to also have a bit of a chat with Greg Smith. We did actually record this a little while ago. and We've had it up our sleeve for an occasion where, you know, we uh, were running short on guests or time and unfortunately the last three or four weeks for both of us have... Uh, yeah, not, nothing's worked n- out. Nothing's sort of worked out, but um, we've got a, an interview with Greg and he was fantastic. But, uh, yeah. mate, let's get started with the AFL. We'll go back to round 21. Um, some interesting results along the way. We'll go through them one by one. Uh, the Bulldogs defeating Richmond by 55 points. I was a little bit weird that... Richmond supposedly rested Martin with they had they had to win to still have a faint chance. It was yeah, so that was a bit bizarre for mine. So yeah. do you think there was a McWalter call on that, or was that more of a medical staff uh, or, or or a head trainer or um, I'd fitness? Say, I'd say medical side of things, yeah. but yeah, it sort of really from the outside didn't make much sense. I I dare say he's probably carrying more more, than more what, of an injury yeah. than what Richmond let on, yeah. but yeah, it was a bit weird. The Bulldogs are a little bit of that tease, aren't they? They uh, they yeah. produce really, really well some weeks, and then other weeks they just let you down a little bit. But their uh, best is more than competitive. Yes, you're more than competitive. But their worst, in, yeah. But they're in that one. group of about six or eight teams that, when they're on, geez, they're bloody good. And when they're not, it's a little as bit we, of a. As we remember, though, sixteen, you've only got to have a month on in September. Yeah, they managed to do it, and you know they nearly did it. A couple of years ago, until Melbourne played probably the best quarter and a half footy yep. any of us have ever seen. Yes, uh, especially in the grand final. Oh. Mate, uh, Essendon just getting over West Coast by a point. Oh, geez, uh, this was lucky. the big surprise for me. <laughs> me. Yeah, they and were so lucky. Now, I have to ask, uh, and you being the rule book and the uh, official yeah. of the umpiring, that ball up um, that went five metres forward and sideways um, – should it have been recalled. I mean, yep. The obvious one is yes, yes, but, yes, yep. and get rid of the bounce. I don't get it. We're the only sport in the world 
where you've got to try and perfect the skill as an umpire, um, which has nothing to do with the game. Yep. Why we don't just throw it up all the time and have the best decision makers out there? And okay, people can whinge it's tradition, but I'm sorry. Do you do you leave a game of footy and go shit? Wasn't the umpires bouncing brilliant today? Yeah, exactly. It's a load of crap. Absolutely. Uh, yes, West Coast uh, almost pulled off the impossible, and and Essendon almost buggered up the impossible. Yeah. But again, bad kicking, bad results. Ten thirteen to eleven six. So. Yeah, accurate kicking from West Coast kept them in it. Yeah, they just let a ball get out in the last minute yeah. too, where that should have been bottled up, held in. Yep. And yeah. Yep. Adelaide yep. defeating Gold Coast by 28 points. Yeah. They did what they had to do. It wasn't a compelling performance by all means, but in also let's give the Jews their defence at the moment with the injuries they've had. So they've, you know, most inexperienced defence in the competition by a long way. And... You know, Murray was online and be all Australian. He was certainly going to be in the All Australian squad of forty, and was a chance to make the All Australian squad. So he's been a huge loss. Uh, Tom Dade, a big loss, and uh, yes, I actually admit I was with him last night. And while he didn't say much, I'd love to have as much chance of winning cross lotto that he's going back to Victoria. So right, yeah. there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, I do want to sort of touch base. You, you, you've taken my thunder a little bit about the back line. Um, Mickey Godden in the SANFL, I think, has a, a, a lot, credit. A lot yeah. of credit yeah, too. No, I agree. That he has built the system with these guys who have spent the last probably 18 months to two years together, and it's meant that their transition into the AFL side has become relatively seamless. And then with all of these guys going down at, at once, it's meant that that system has actually stayed together. Yeah, it'll be interesting how it goes today up in Brisbane. Um, you know, Danaher, Cameron... Hipwood, Bailey, they're a pretty fair, pretty uh, fair uh, McCarthy, fair Gunston. Mm-hmm. It's a potentially pretty dangerous forward line, mm-hmm. but if Keane can manage to do a reasonable job on Danaher, Michael Annie, I would think will go to Cameron. Yep, um, well, sure. he's had the job before, so yeah, you'd I'm expect not sure to get him he'll again. get. Borlase might get Hipwood. Um, it's a real battle of the forward lines, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, it look in a little bit. You've got to think Brisbane will be too good, but it'll be just really interesting to see how that Adelaide forward line go. And I've also got another theory on, on that this week. All right, we'll, yep. we'll touch base on yep. that one a little bit later. Nice little yep. tease there. Yep. Uh, Hawthorne defeating Collingwood and really touching them up by 32 points. Jeez, they were good. They were, weren't they? Hawthorne's good is very good, but they're bad. It's terrible. And I, I think you can make claims on Sicily being the most important player in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as Collingwood have been brilliant, we can praise McRae, but I thought it was a bit arrogant for, to let Sicily go and not have someone play mm-hmm. the defensive forward role on them, and yep. I think they got what they deserved. Absolutely. Uh, Port Adelaide just going down to Geelong by 12 points. Yeah, a little, valiant effort, really. Yeah, it was, especially with the players they had out, and certainly uh, didn't have much luck in the umpiring side of things no, either. No, Um it was a good effort. They get a fair few back this game. Um, still struggling in ruck and also with Dixon now out for a month big. So, yeah, but, but they were valiant. Port Adelaide again in the SNFL have been around the mark. Again, same sort of situation where five or six come in. They have played together a little bit. So some similarities there between Adelaide and yeah. Port Adelaide. And like you said, very valiant effort uh, down in Geelong and 
Geelong are always tough to beat down there, except if you're a free, free Fremantle at the moment. Yeah, I think any side, though, with a midfield of Rosie, Rosie Butter, uh, Butters and Jason Orn France is going to be competitive with any side in the competition. Absolutely. Uh, Sydney defeating GWS, keeping their hopes alive yeah. a little bit and putting GWS in a bit of a delicate situation. It was. It was a real massive eight-point game. It, the stats say... Uh, GWS should have won. They had you know a truckload more inside fifties, mm. more clearances, more this, more that. But they didn't kick the thing between the two big white things enough times. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Melbourne defeating North Melbourne, no surprises yep. there. Um, Carlton defeating uh, St Kilda for after seven in a row. Down, yeah, they, they were good after half time. They really looked the better side, and uh, St Kilda didn't look like they were going to score either. Which they didn't. They kicked one goal after half time. Yeah. And to finish off, uh, Brisbane just getting over Fremantle by three points. Yeah. Freo more than had their chances in that game as well. So the big result for uh, Brisbane to keep alive their chances of a top two finish. Absolutely. All right. We move on to round 22 uh, Collingwood versus Geelong. Uh, we're recording a little bit later than usual, so we've already got the result of this game. Yeah, but we can pretend that we tipped we can the margin pretend, and everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, between one and ten points, yeah. maybe. Um, I'll uh, tip the pies to get up by eight points, mate. Okay, yeah, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Uh, Geelong were fantastic early on, um, uh, being four or five goals up, and mm. Collingwood really just chipped away and really got their running game and opened it up. And for about a quarter and a half, Geelong couldn't score. It's ironic too, more getting injured. So Genevan comes on as sub. So they go back to their real small forward line. And it was potent, the start wasn't it? Of the year, and it was just the, it, w- it was potent, but also with the defensive pressure. I've only seen bits of it because I commentated the wheelchair footy grand final last night. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to, to Sturt, Sturt. Yes, going uh, back to back to back. So congrats, congrats there, getting up by goal. Um, we had about 350 people out at uh, Lights View. So yeah. Yeah, but congratulations in that way. Yep. And I would have got shot if I hadn't mentioned that by well, a few of the boys. No, that's all right. We'll cover that in the yep, SNFL yep. a little bit uh, in a minute. But, um, yeah, certainly uh, Collingwood stamping their throw. I thought this was a bit of a danger game with them, with Dacos obviously getting yeah, injured no, in the previous was. game. A couple of little structural errors, and then more goes down early. Didn't look good, but uh, every time I uh, kept sort of flipping back to it because I was watching a little bit of the soccer as well, Um uh, you know, July, uh, Collingwood just seemed to be just getting on top. So, mate, an eight-point uh, victory uh, f- for for Collingwood there, and um, you p- tipped the margin beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we move on. Uh, North Melbourne v Essendon, Marvel Stadium. Well, you've got to go for Essendon, but, geez, it is danger for them as well. North Melbourne were better in the first half last week with Clarkson's return, but then fell away. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, got a, they've got some talent with their youngsters, but just don't seem to be able to present prolong it, but yeah, you've got, while you've got to go with this, then you give the Roos a slight outside chance. Absolutely, I'm in the same boat that uh, it is a bit of a danger game, and teams like North Melbourne and Hawthorne and um, a couple of those teams that are you know 15, 16th, 17th, 18th, you've got nothing to lose at the moment, and they can they can start trying a few things, and it can upset a few teams like Essendon and, and Sydney and Adelaide and Gold Coast yeah. and all those teams that are vying for that eighth spot, so uh, it'll be interesting. All right, uh, Sydney versus Gold Coast. You've got to go for Gold. You've got to go for Sydney. I think King being out for Gold Coast is is a big out. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's going to be a tough, hard, contested game. I mean, we've seen Gold Coast over the last six or eight weeks have shown a real competitive uh, brand of football that has stood up. Uh, yes, they did get opened up a little bit by Adelaide last week, but it was more about them butchering the ball rather than the contested position because once they got that back in into uh, Kilter, um, they went with Adelaide pretty much for the rest of the game. She's a bit of fun. I umpired the uh, Adelaide Uni B-grade girls game last week and at Uni. You know, at Bob Neal, at Bob Neal at Chocker Block Oval, which was actually ironic and appropriate because I had an umpire on that oval before, so there was always a bit mm-hmm. of synergy there. But yes. you can predict the score with the with the roars which come over from Adela- from Adelaide Oval. Ah, yes. And yes. so I walked up, and said, "Right, uh, Louis." It was Louis James three hundredth game last week, so Louis clicked on his phone to see the score, and I was four points out. So it's it's quite funny that it is really easy that you're around the mark. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the big one for uh, Adelaide Crow supporters versus Brisbane tonight. It's going to clash a little bit with the Matildas, but uh, that is my theory. I, I think with it clashing with the Matildas game, that there'll be a lot of Brisbane members won't go. They'll go, they'll be at the member at the Matildas game. So while Brisbane will still have a bit more support, it'll probably be the closest it'll be to fifty fifty. Support. The Adelaide support is going up. They're going up for the footy. So I, I actually think it may help Adelaide do it to some extent. Absolutely. And uh, just on that, uh, a couple of Adelaide players named in the uh, 22s yeah. for the under-22s. Yeah. Uh, four players from the Crows. I was just looking for the article that I did see that on uh, that, that got released yesterday. I think Murray, they're in good hands. Yeah, Murray there. Yep. Um, look, I think it probably showed also when I looked at it that there's not that many big guys under 22 have had good years. So looking at it, I thought, oh, Phil, my initial here on Phil Thorpe making the squad, that I thought, oh, he's not a good enough year. Yeah, he hasn't been consistent enough. But it's actually out of him and Bank and um, Ryan from Richmond for the other spot as the tall. Mm-hmm. So I think he might make the side. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and obviously it's a provisional squad of 40 yeah. at the moment. But uh, good to see Adelaide and Port Adelaide. I think had three in there as well. Um, only one club didn't uh, register a player in that, and that was West Coast. And mm. it's probably endemic of where they're at where at the moment, at. Oh. Their, their age profile, their list. So totally understandable for sure. Yeah. Uh, Carlton v Melbourne. This one's going to be an absolute belter. Uh you know, you've got the soccer on and then now you've got Carlton and, and Melbourne going head-to-head. Clearly the two form sides at the moment. Yeah, it's a real toss of the coin. I just was really impressed with Carlton last week and ironically a guy who's been mentioned around the trade uh, traps and Paddy Get Dow was very important for Carlton last week. I think he's a better player than they're giving him credit for internally. So yeah, it's fascinating in that way mm. how he where he's going to end up. Um yeah, I'll tip Carlton there, but I think it's a toss of the coin job. What's changed for Carlton since the uh, the mid-season break? Um, you know, obviously they were very slow, very stagnant, very predictable before the uh, buy, and all of a sudden the buy's come along, they've tweaked it a little bit, and it's opened up to what they were sort of doing a little bit last year. It's ironic that McKay getting injured has seemed to have helped them, not hurt them. It's, uh, yeah... Um you know, he's kicking for goal, which, let's be honest, was... Uh, Subpar at oh, best, yep. Yeah, it was... Yeah, you certainly didn't want to be on, on uh, backing him. Yep. Um, so they said... And they're probably the smoky out of the top four at the moment. Yep, absolutely. Well, they're certainly the form side, and yeah. I'm, I'm as happy as Larry that, that they've uh, gone from 15th 
uh, in the space of seven weeks to uh, fifth or fourth at the, at the time and really pushing those top four sides. Uh, and to finish this off, this one snuck up on me a little bit. Normally we get a little bit more um, excitement around it is the Western Derby, uh, West Coast versus Frio. Yeah, it's quite incredible, isn't it? That That's normally one of the big games of the year where it's sort of the Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, West Coast almost better off losing it to um, keep bottom spot. And yeah, it's... Well, they're at, and I'm looking at their list. I can't see how they're not down for a fair while. I reckon at the moment, if you're you're having a look through, I'm saying only West Coast and North Melbourne can't make the eight next year. Yep. So, which is the great for the competition. Well, yeah, it isn't. Uh, our West Coast. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Our West Coast not tanking to get those priority picks, but. Their mismanagement of their list and their age oh, profile been has been horrendous. Yeah, terrible. Um, how somebody hasn't had one eye on the future and one eye on now is is staggering, really, in a professional sport. And let's face it, it is a professional sport now um, Was there where you need so, to manage it. Yeah, no, it's been bizarre. So they, they've carried a lot of guys with injuries on their list. You know, Natanui still on their list, you know, hasn't played. And it seems like he might still be on their list this Next year, mm-hmm. um, uh, Yayo's Yeo's always in, uh, yep. injured, Luke Shuey, Hearn, older guys carrying injuries, McGovern. And, yeah, it's just you're looking – there's not real much youth coming through. Uh, Is yeah. it a case of a wink and a nod going, you've looked after us, you know, during those premiership years or those finals years, we'll look after you now? And they've sort of got themselves in a big hole that oh. is going to take a lot to get them out of. It's a bloody big hole too. Frio, uh, again, my Jekyll and Hyde team, they, again, can play some very good football and, and also can be a little bit uh, loose at times. Could they drop this game? No. No. Fair call. All right, let's move on. SNFL, round 15 games. Uh, Sturt defeating uh, Woodville West Torrance. Yeah, it was interesting talking to a couple of Woodville West Torrance officials last night where they said, they didn't think either team was that great. Um, so, yeah, both teams, they've had a bit of a lull where they can then come out of it and see how they go on the big grounds. Mm-hmm. Test for them today at Elizabeth at the Ponderosa. So, see how they go there. Yep. Um, going back, obviously, there was a bye week there that uh, yeah. Adelaide defeated Port Adelaide uh, quite convincingly yeah, in the um, pre-showdown showdown. Yeah, yeah. So and they did win really easily, and it looked like at one stage Port weren't going to kick a goal. Yep. Craig Burton and North Adelaide from '89 were certainly ringing in the ears of a few people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, South Adelaide defeating West Adelaide. Yeah, um, and good to see Jack Deline. They uh, kicked a couple on and debut. Commentated a few 18s games. Watched him. He'll go pretty high in the draft. It'll be interesting to see today at Nord. You know. Mm -hmm. Be cloudy and wet outside as we're here this morning. Jeez, I hope it clears because there's nothing worse than being on the scoreboard when it's yeah. wet at Nord. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, touch base on that. So it'd be interesting to see how Jack goes today. So, yeah, it's funny when interest almost as much as an opposition player today. So, yep. yeah. Uh, Nord defeating uh, the Bulldogs in a uh, rugged cot- contest out at the parade. We should have won easily. Mm-hmm. Nord had a lot of the ball early but butchered it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's admit- been... Si- um, systematic, systematic all year. All year. Yeah, we, lack, exactly right. we lack synergy forward. We lack a key forward. 
Um, I'm mystified that Liam Robinson has been dropped today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm stunned by that um, and disappointed mm-hmm. and disagree with it. Um, so we'll see how the, how he goes in the in the Magoos. So. And and the Glenelg continue on their winning ways, uh, defeating North Adelaide. They're well and truly the team to beat. And look, I will say, and uh, this probably hasn't received the coverage because SNFL is you know no longer the big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Glenelg North game, which was played at the same time as the Nord Centrals game, uh, Suzanne and Robin Block wanted me to come to Prospect, so I. Went out, went out there, and as I was driving, I'm thinking, bloody hell, I reckon it's their 2018 Premiership reunion. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> I got there, and it was on the big screen. Another bloody hell. And, of course, I walk in. I'm obviously the only person in yep. Nord gear. Yes. And, look, I'll give Josh Carr and Jacob Surgeon their due. We played around, and I, I yeah, put last year's grand final on, put the King's goal on, and yep. Cameron Craig, who was standing the King at that stage, and, I coach Cam in cricket and get on really well with him. And he's pissed off Malcolm. I never want to see that again. And <laughs> so it was a good bit of banter. Yes. But the bit out of that, it told as I got there and the blocks were outside on the new uh, balcony part. So I was there, there with them. And so I was going to go inside for a while and someone said, oh, someone from Glenelg's collapsed inside. And I... Thought, oh, might be an older trainer or older... And then I got in, someone said, no, it's actually Luke Partington. Now, I know Luke from Nord. Mm -hmm. So I did glimpse over. I walked over and it was scary. It didn't look like someone who was just crook. It looked like someone who... Yep. Hurry up. Yep. And they'd rung for an ambulance. And an ambulance took... uh, It was taking ages. And I actually said to an old person, bugger that, someone hurry up and get him in hospital now. And so it was really scary. Now, Glenelg have come out and said he's had a reaction to his vegan diet. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I take that with a bit of grain of salt. Yep. That I, because of how bad he looked and how scary it was, it wasn't just someone had fainted and give him a drink of water and yep. they'll be okay yep. in a few Sit minutes. Up and, yep, yep. He looked way worse than that. And, yeah, and he is playing in today. I did check there. So mm-hmm. all the best to Luke. But, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, was a scary yep. situation to be at. Absolutely. And well done, North Adelaide cancelled their presentations. Yep. So that all the North guys came outside of the balcony to give some more air and let mm-hmm. people be able to get in there properly and all that. So full credit to Craig Burt and North Adelaide, but geez, and, and Malcolm Ellis yep. as well. Uh, Malcolm Ellis spoke at Chocker's funeral on, on behalf of North Adelaide as well and spoke fantastically and educated us all a bit of a North bit. I actually then filled him in a bit on Chocker's own career he didn't know about. Yep. So, yeah, so it was good. Mate, the SNFL clubs are doing a, a great thing at the moment. Uh, every club you seem to go to, there's a great vibe. There's there's a lot of, um, uh, like you said, good banter and, and, and continuity between the clubs and, and, and you know, sharing facilities and, and inviting, like you said, inviting players and inviting other, other clubs to join. And oh, look, it was it's really a, it's good a real fun. good community. Yeah, you because know, I turned my back to the screen on the 18 and uh, Jacob Surgeons yelled out as, as uh, um, Boyd Woodcock kicked the goal, Malcolm, turn around, I'm sure you want to see Boyd's goal. And so it was really good fun and yep. it's how it should be.
Absolutely. Uh, you did mention a little bit earlier on, but I think it's probably poignant that we talk about it before we move on to this week's rounds of SNFL games. Sturt winning the uh, wheelchair league for the third time in a row. Yeah, the Eagles were a couple of goals up, but uh, Matt Gregory, who is the Barry Robber and Don Bradman of the competition, got on top in the mi- in the middle. I-, I didn't think the Eagles played it as well as they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very tactical game, wheelchair footy. And if anyone wants to go on, it's still available on the on the SNFL now. Click on and have a look. It is a fascinating sport, and it is so quick. Um, the blocking and tactics off the ball mm-hmm. is quite incredible. And look, watching the the Paralympics at home, and I'm saying to Emma, right, they'll do this, and she said, "Well, how do you know that?" And I said, "Because of from commentating the yeah, wheelchair footy, you sort of see it, yeah." You know, and it's. I love the sport. I love the inclusiveness of it. Yep. Everyone knows each other. You know, there'll be opponents in that, but playing wheelchair basketball together on a Tuesday night. So it's a little bit different yep. in that way. Mm-hmm. But game has played in pretty good spirit. And yes, Sturt, we're on the right side of it in the end. I ended up with the Woodville West Torrance guys afterwards. Um, what has Steve Edges pulled up this morning? Let's just say he went on my theory that when you lose, you go hard. Yes. And uh, Edgy was uh, well and truly on top for the three votes. Uh, Trev Jarrett, the rookie, was it was he was a lot more measured than what uh, Edgy was. Maybe touch base on Monday yes, morning yes. rather than Sunday morning. Uh, congratulations to Sturt, the Sturt Footy Club on winning uh, three yeah. uh, premierships in a row. There, well so, done to Sue and uh, Renee yeah. and uh, who, Budgie and, Avery, and, the yep. captain, Maddie Gregory, Hallam, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, yeah, the whole Sturt side. But as I said, uh, uh, one kicking seven of their goals. Um, but Matt Gregory, honestly, have a look. He is as good a long handballer. I actually made a comment to Matty, Marty Matner. It's similar to Gary McIntosh, mm-hmm. some of his long handballs out of the chair. And uh, he's he's a freak. Congratulations to Sturt again. Yep. All right, we move on to this yep. week's rounds. Nord v. the Panthers at uh, Cooper Stadium. Yeah, heading there from here. Um, oh, look, toss the coin. We are probably obviously more competitive. We did beat them down at the Ponderosa, so I'll go for I'll go for Nord Nord in that. You know, to do it for Nick today, I'm sure the it's going to be a really emotional, emotional day. Yep. Um, probably a bit over that at the moment. It's been a bit too much emotion in the last fortnight for me, but mm-hmm. it will be an emotional day and just yeah. Good to get out and uh, and and yell at a few things and uh, and obviously you're on the scoreboard as well. Yeah. So uh, the Bulldogs playing Sturt out at Exconvenience Oval. Yeah, real test for Sturt. Centrals have been good at home this year. Um, I'll go for the I'll go for the dogs there. Ooh, upset, man. Yeah, I'll go for an upset. Going to be a tight game, I think. And again, weather's going to play a little bit of a yeah. part in this. We're looking out yeah. the window now. Uh, in the studio, it's clearing a little bit, oh, but it's still, still a little murky. bit grey. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Um, I'm nervous. I'll put it that way. I, I admit I've probably got enough clothes for the. Um, I've I've got a well and truly a, a, a changeover of clothes ready to go to the cathedral afterwards. So. Fair call. Yes. Port Adelaide v the Tigers out at Aberdeen Oval. Yeah, I'll go for Glenelg. You just can't hard, hard to go against them at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, you can't not tip Glenelg. Yeah. So this one's got a lot of interest for me. Uh, Woodville West Torrens v North Adelaide. Yeah, I'll go for North, but... Only just. Yeah, it's... Because it's, it's at, down at, at, um, at Oval Park Avenue. At yep. Oval Avenue, where yep. the pastas are always spicier from Mike Coward. Um, 
one of my favourite ever lines. That's because it's closest to Villies, which is yeah, one of their sponsors. Yeah, it's Mike Cow was brilliant with that. Um, a huge influence on Michael Ash as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go for. I'll go for North, but. Yeah, I'd certainly give the Eagles a chance. Absolutely. And uh, the last game of the round, West Adelaide v Adelaide. Yeah, at Murray Bridge um, on Sunday, you've obviously got to tip Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think so. I may end up on um, the Woodville West Torrance boys, uh, the wheelchair, so I had a guess of the club down there tomorrow. So I might wander down there, yep. All right, and uh, just to give you a quick ladder update, uh, Sturt, uh, sorry, Glenelg, Sturt, Adelaide, Port Adelaide, and Central's just inside the five. Um, North Adelaide is probably really the only team that could sneak into yeah. the five now. Unfortunately, Woodville West Torrens, who I thought were going to be a yeah. lot higher than they were, um, are going to miss out. South Adelaide, Nord, and West Adelaide make up. The uh, top ten there for the SNFL. All right, mate, we're going to take a very quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to whiz through our next lot of um, uh, topics and then we'll get on to uh, Greg Smith. Yep. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. Right. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, mate, uh, we'll go back to the cricket. We haven't uh, touched yep. on the cricket for a few weeks because obviously we've been uh, injured and and family and... Yep. Funerals and yeah. and it's just been a nightmare. Yep. Um, the Ashes, uh, the men's team retained the Ashes, but it wasn't really convincing. No, it wasn't. But there were just times in there where we were just dumb. You know, we you know the third test when we lost, we had England seven for one hundred and forty, and this bold bouncer garbage instead of aiming at the three wooden bits mm-hmm. and removing Bold and LBW out of out of the equation. Yep. It effectively almost caught behind and slips removed as well. Absolutely. It was just bizarre. I just don't understand it. Um, I, sh- I actually turned off in frustration at one stage for a cricket moron like myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was weird. And then the fourth test, obviously, we were lucky with the rain there. And then the last test, the the... Australia were unlucky where it rained on the fourth day when we were right on top. Yep. You know, if basically if Smith and uh, – uh, sorry, if Warner and Quadra kept going there, it probably would have been enough. Um, and then the uh, bizarre changing of the ball where it went to virtually a new agate out, it was – We'll talk about that one a little uh, bit later in our uh, extra time big finish, mm, but uh, it does scratch smelly. a lot of heads. That's yes. exactly right. Uh, the women's uh, ashes wasn't convincing in the end either. This is uh, a bit of a, a trait that uh, that we s- started and faltered towards the end of the tour. Yeah, we did. Look, I think people probably underestimated Meg Lemming how important she was to the side. You know, she's probably Australia's best batter as well. Not only the captain, but best batter. I think Healy's captaincy was fine mm-hmm. in it, um, and that. But to lose her. I think really our batting got exposed a bit. Um, unfortunately, Talia McGrath didn't have a consistent series overall. Yep. Probably needed a bit more from her. And, yeah, we we had bits and pieces without a couple of players getting a big score to, to get them home. It just wasn't convincing, yeah. uh, you know, in the end. But, again, we retained the Ashes. So both the men's and the women's retained the Ashes and... It's proving to be a could be a spicy uh, ashes coming up here in Australia in a few years' time. 
Yeah. It's... Now, the uh, upcoming T20 uh, and ODI squads were announced during the week. A couple of admissions there. Marcus Labuschagne was one of them. Yeah, no, that didn't surprise me. I've got to be honest there. Um, his his one day record's not great. It's okay. He wasn't he wasn't a certainty. I think Stoinis is probably the lucky selection again. Yep, and he's still managing to really get picked on in innings from about six years ago. Um, well, that happened with. Um, I'm more convinced in Stoinis as a as a 2020 player than I am as a one day player. Watson. Yeah, that happened with Watson. Yeah. yeah so. Um, yeah, look. Is I, it a case that Australia are actually getting a little bit more proactive and picking horses for courses rather than you're already in that team and doing okay, so we'll transfer your skills over to, to another format? I think a little bit, of, but I think also what we've been worried about as cricket people uh, around the tracks for a long time is the standards falling away everywhere else, and I think it's now coming through and... Yep. At the top level has been caught up as well with yep. the standards falling away a bit, you know. Yep. Cricket's expensive game, we're yep. all working, it's Saturday's no longer a day, etc., 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 all those things. And I think it's now finally um, where it's really hit it at the underneath levels, mm-hmm. I think it's now catching up to the top level. Yep. So there yeah. you go. All right, mate. Uh, Nepal, Australia wins the World Cup in uh, South Africa, defeating England. Yeah, always nice to beat England. Absolutely. And, Another uh, Ashes test there that's gone our way. They'd lost to England in the uh, qualification period, but then came out and won the final pretty convincingly after England had beaten New Zealand in the semi. You know, so I did actually Australia. watch that game, and yeah. that was quite entertaining. Yeah. It's not a uh, non-physical sport. Uh, oh, those no. girls go flat oh, chat the entire time. Do. Yeah, non-contact sport for netball is quite an amusing uh, mm. uh, faux pas, really. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you're right, Australia doing very, very well there. Probably the two toughest games, like most, uh, are a semi-final or a prelim final. Um, and then Australia got the job, job done in the final, which you sort of expected yeah. was going to happen. But, you know, they're, they're after a little bit of redemption too. And to finish us off uh, on Around the Grounds, uh, Australia, the World Cup, uh, it's taken everybody by storm oh, here it's at huge. the moment. Um, the AFL's looking to move some games back a little bit to be able to get the uh, the uh, telecast in and, and, and produce it on all the grounds in Australia that have got games on today or tonight. I take that with a grain of salt from the AFL. As we know, AFL panic about any coverage of any other sport. Yes. Let's remember back to the... You know, men's the men's World Cup where the AFL released news at you know quarter to seven on a Sunday morning, yep. which I thought was just absolutely pathetic. Yes, it was juvenile garbage trying to take away coverage from from soccer, and mm-hmm. it was bizarre. So yeah, I take the AFL fair saying call. they're going to fit around other uh, around it with yep. more than a grain yeah, of salt. Fair call, fair call. Uh, Sam Kerr, obviously best player in the world. Um, you know. We didn't find out that she was injured until yep. half an hour before the yep. first game. Uh, obviously, that was done tactically. I, I sort of understand that part of it. Uh, didn't play in the second game. Got a little bit of a run in the third. And now we're looking at potentially having her start. But have we relied on one player for too long? I think the hard bit about that is because it doesn't get the overall uh, publicity until a World Cup. So Fowler and people like that. We've heard a little bit about them, but unless you're a, fan, a fanatical follower of the Matildas, 
you know, this, some of the people who, who are in that, they're saying we're not so we're not surprised we've coped without Kerr. That we we have got lots of other bloody good yeah. players, but they just don't get the coverage of Sam. And because she's the and that's not Sam's no, fault. She's absolutely. the poster girl, and she is brilliant. I, I think it's been that, that catch twenty two so, that yeah. she hasn't been available. That the side has actually performed pretty well, but she is that X factor, and you really need in these big tournaments. Yeah. You need to have that X factor of a player. Uh, knockouts, uh, obviously Australia playing France. Uh, how do you see us going? I mean, <laughs> oh, we're underdogs. You know, let's. You've got to look at the world qualifications of where we are and the. Uh, compared to France. France start favourite, but it is at home. So toss the coin. Let's show parochialism and let's go for Australia. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? All right, mate, uh, we're going to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we were going to do uh, the interview with Greg Smith, but we're actually going to hold that over to our our midweek past players, past legends, uh, because we've already gone pretty much over time and it'll make this podcast way too long. Um, So we'll skip into uh, Happy Days. Yep. Happy Days. All right, mate, we kick off uh, happy days with uh, happy birthday to Jack Lacocious, Gold Coast Suns. Uh, you've made mention precocious Lacocious, yeah. but he's really established himself as a very, very good uh, forward line player. Obviously, Laconic, drafted from Woodville West Torrens. It's a beautiful kick. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting what happens next year because Gold Coast have get Walter out of the academy and you watch this kid next year. Yep. Um, I actually won't be surprised if Jack goes back. I won't be surprised if he's even played on a, on the ball or on a wing or at half back to use his beautiful disposal again. So I think he might be used as the Mister Fix It everywhere. Yep. Um, if he's still at Gold Coast, so yeah, let's wait. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens yes. there. Obviously, with new coach coming on board, uh, obviously Adelaide and Port Adelaide are, are looking at attracting. South Australians back yep. to their clubs. So it's going to be a very interesting period. Um, obviously drafted from uh, Woodville West Torrens in 2018, uh, secured 21 games in his first season um, and has played every game so far in 2023. So durable, good kick. Mr. Fix-It. Yep. Um, what club wouldn't be looking at trying oh, to get him through the door? Exactly. Uh, edging on his uh, 100th game uh, probably in 2024, but if Gold Coast make the finals... You never know. Might go close. Yep. Um, kicked 36 goals uh, also this year, which is his best in his career yeah, so far. But he has spent year. more time there. Yep. So he's had a good year. Totally understandable. Uh, 1989, Australia, none for 301 in day one of the fifth test at Trentbridge. Yeah, M. Taylor and Jeff Marsh and Booney batting three, having the pads on all day. He would have been a bit dark about that because he could have gone to the bar otherwise. Uh, He'd have been a bit yeah, no, it was incredible. You know, yep. The 89 series was just great. And then you know, I think we declared around 600-odd, and, of course, then the, the 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 predictable did happen. Gooch, LBW, Alderman, no score. So, yeah, it was an enjoyable series, that. It's a, I, I wanted to add this to Happy Days. You know that I like doing a little yeah. bit of these research uh, topics, but to bat shows some grit and resilience and, and no stupid play, really, at the end of the day. I'm sure, again, without watching well, Mark, that Ta- innings. Mark Taylor was in 
incredible form. He had, let's not forget, he made the second most number of runs after Bradman in an Ashes series. It's a, he was unreal on that series. And Jeff Marsh, he what Jeff Marsh was a ruthless competitor. Absolutely. Uh, Australian none for 301 just seems like a massive, no, massive score. It was a very enjoyable day. Uh, 2002, golf, British Open, women's British Open at the Turnberry Alisa Resort. Kari Webb wins by two strokes over fellow Australian Michelle Ellis and Paula Marty, uh, her fifth major, fifth different major, which created the Grand Slam. Now, Kari Webb was a fantastic player. She was very technically correct as a golfer, very thought her way through every situation. Um, Doesn't yeah, always she, get the kudos yeah, in golfing circles. That. So uh, for our golf followers out there, um, they'll know that Kari was certainly one of those players who was very thorough. You're right. I reckon Craig might comment on our podcast yes. in that regard when we post it. Absolutely. Uh, world record at the time, 1984, Carl Lewis duplicates duplicates Jesse Owens' 1936 feet, winning his fourth Olympic gold medal, part of the US uh, 4x100 relay of a record of 37.83 seconds. That is going like the wind. Oh, incredible. It's just, he's one of the all-timers, you know. He's up there. And certainly, you know, obviously a record that stood from 1936 to 1984, it took a lot of beating and it took a special talent to do it as well. Yep, good call. And to finish off, obviously, soccer being very topical at the moment um, with the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, but we'll talk about the uh, men's. Uh, Soccer team, Argentine superstar Lionel Messi confirms signing a rich two-year contract with with French La Liga 1 champion Paris Saint-Germain after leaving Barcelona. Uh, currently at the moment has signed a pretty big contract over in the US uh, with Miami and scoring some pretty important goals. Crazy stuff. He's not exactly struggling, is he? I, <laughs> no. I think he, he could be a sponsor and for the podcast, yeah. And he's absolutely dominating the uh, the US uh, game at the moment and it probably shows where he's at as yep. probably one of the premier yeah. best players in the world. All right, mate, let's get into the Extra Time Big Finish. Extra time, big finish. All right, mate, we touched on it earlier with the cricket. What was happening with the ball situation in the fifth uh, test at uh, in the Ashes? Staggering, farcical, smelly. Could leave lots of accusations, which we would have to have lawyers involved. Bizarre. Uh, How does that happen? I mean... Obviously, most grounds have got to have balls at varying overs. It's unbelievable. Uh, There's normally a box of balls, and it's very accurate on that ball, and this wasn't. Um, It's crazy. And, you know, England talk about being the home of cricket. You would have thought that this would have been one of the all-time lay-down misères that they would tick off on this going. We've got But there's normally, like, five balls of each, each... State, yes, like five over six over seven. We're not talking Mickey Mouse, yes. we're talking this is the elite. It was just crazy, yep. And as I said, let's just wait and see what happens. It's yeah, I know there has been inquiries, mm. we're waiting on the results yeah. of some of those inquiries. Mm. Don't know where it's going to end up, but it doesn't look good from the outside, especially from a cricketing point of view. And I think it'll smarten up a lot of other venues around the world to make sure they get it right. Kawaja pointed out, said, hey, hang on, 
I, yeah, let's wait and see what comes out a bit more. All right, we'll, yeah, we'll, I, I think, we'll follow up on that one for sure. Yeah, I think the umpiring is in control and the whole thing, it's, hmm, uh, let's move on. Fair enough. All right, let's go to the AFL. We have a little bit of fun with yep. this subject each week. Uh, trade, resign, retire. Pendlebury, Dane Zork, Scott Pendlebury, Dane Zorko or Dustin Martin? I wouldn't be letting Pendlebury or Martin go anywhere, but since this is fun, we've got it to go on that way. Yes. Zorko is the obvious retirement. Yes. I say the Pies re-sign Scott Pendlebury yes. and Dustin Martin goes for a high draft choice to Gold Coast. I think that's pretty much for the logic yeah. that I yeah. was going along yeah. and I threw in an easy one this week, yeah. not a, yeah. uh, a, a controversial no, one, no. Um, but... Pendlebury's playing some pretty good football. Yeah. Martin, I think, still has a little bit of value, yeah. providing he wants to obviously continue. I think he'll stay at Richmond. And so. uh, Zorko is obviously the uh, the odd yep. one out. Yep. All right, the Com Games, Commonwealth Games. Will they go ahead? No. And there you go. You've heard it first. Um, but if they were, would the federal government step in to make it a multi-state event, uh, or does it go to the Gold Coast in preparation for the Olympics? I think the whole problem is the. It's such a cost and that. And no government at the moment can really go... Justify, yeah. Ju you just can't. I just think it's big enough. I'm not convinced that Brisbane should have bid for the Olympics, let alone the Commonwealth Games. Yep. So the Commonwealth Games, too, it's it's a it's a B-grade movie compared to it now. I'm sorry. and that's, It is a lead-up you know, to the events. To, I, I, I get that. I get that, but, yep. but it's not a big event. I just... And the thing now... Years ago, when we couldn't see everything, now you click on and every sport's available everywhere. Okay, yes, it is on pay TV, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. And it then goes to YouTube, whatever. It's not... Is it a case of the we see the, ca much. the calendar being a little too packed? Yes, yes. In that there are world championships yeah, and everything inter-series tests yep. and all these other things. Then the Commonwealth Games become a byproduct of that. And then the big one is obviously the Olympics. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's... Yeah, fair call. Yeah. Uh, rugby, uh, the pay dispute ends the Civil War with an in-principle agreement yeah. that has been finally reached. Uh, I believe this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, so it sounds like they're getting there. So, yeah. Certainly hearing uh, some of the percentages in increase of pay of players, uh, staggering to think that... Um, Australian rugby uh, could be this far behind when it comes to pay pay of their players who are their product. Yeah, just be interested to know how much money they've got in their coffers, though. Like we've seen, you know, national sports in Australia go under yep. because you've got to remember just how expensive a national sport in the is in Australia with the airline costs and all that because we're we're so, because we're such a big country. Yep. Fair call. Yeah. Uh, tennis, Nick Kyrgios uh, has uh, signed his intent that 2023 he's not going to get back onto the court. And some revelations that have come out that his mental health took a little bit of a hit uh, during Wimbledon um, last year and ended up in a facility for a period of time where, you know, he went down a pretty dark uh, place of thoughts. And He's a complicated <sighs> Character and as much as we give him grief for some of his polarizing, antics. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I just hope he gets himself. Yeah. Okay. Look, and and we do give him a bit of grief for some of his antics. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we understand that part of it, but you're right. He is a complicated character that uh, you know does things his way, and we have to respect that in in how he goes about it. 
Do we agree with seeing some of the the antics on court? Probably no, not, because no. we're talking about the inverted commas spirit of the game, and we want to see it played at the the best level and and with the best sportsmanship. And you know, yeah. so there are things there that you go, yeah, all right, you know, that's not quite right, but there is a human element to this, and Nick's only human, really, at the yeah. end of the day, and and I can understand the pressure that that he's under and, Look, and how it has taken a toll. I'm not convinced he's had. Being guided correctly, uh, mentored correctly over the years, been allowed to do mm. too much his own thing. You know, there's things there. So yeah, look, yeah. And and tennis has got a lot better at that. I mean, back in the day, a 14 year old player who was an absolute superstar could have played in a, in a million events or played the entire calendar of events and tried to qualify for as many events as possible. Yeah. Now it's uh, you know that, that if they are showing potential at 16. 15, 16, 17, they're limited to X amount of tournaments per year. and So the ATB and WTA have done a very, very good job on that. But you're right, there, there needs to be some sort of checks and balances yeah. that you know players do need that help and we don't want to get to the stage now where he's in a pretty dark place. Yeah. All right, mate, and to finish off, the good, the bad, the ugly for this week. You're good for the week. Matildas, I think you've got to go Matildas. Matildas in terms of getting there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, after that loss to Nigeria in the qualifying, thought, uh-oh, they could bomb here and, yep. geez, won't that be terrible? So I think you've got to go good, good for them. Yep. The bad? Bad. Well, I know it's not this week, but we've just discussed it. I think the cricket ball's still the yep. biggest bad, ugly fiasco yep. we've had in sport for a fair while. And the ugly? Um... No, I can't think of one at the moment. No? Fair no. cool. All right. Uh, my good uh, is probably human nature at the moment. Um, there's a lot of people that have uh, been in some pretty tough situations and have reached out and, uh, you know, whether it be from a sporting point of view, whether it be from a personal point of view, but it's just great to see that uh, there is still a lot of care and uh, and and want to help people out in the world and, and we certainly encourage that. My bad uh, probably goes to the umpiring of uh, yeah. the Essendon yeah. um, uh, Go- uh, West Coast game where it should have been recalled. It just didn't quite look good at the time and it would have given West Coast a much-needed win and a little bit of a boost. And my ugly is just like yours, mate, the cricket ball situation. Yeah. As we said, we've talked about it today already. Yep. Just did not look good in any uh, right. shape or form and, and was ugly as far as it goes. So. Smelly. All right, mate, uh, thank you very much for joining yeah. us today. It's been a, a huge month of, uh, of, of everything, correct? Yeah. Uh, glad to get you back in the uh, in the studio here to uh, to talk a little bit of sport and have a little bit of fun here on the podcast. And um, we'll, we've uh, we've covered a, a range of topics. Uh, as I said, we've held off our uh, interview. We're going to um, squeeze that one in as part yeah. of our Past Players, Past yeah. Legends during the week se- yep. segment. Um, and um, as per usual, mate, we promise to do better next time, and um, we'll do that. I think we'll hopefully be a bit closer together. We will be. Thank you, mate. Uh, Thank you to everyone as well. Thanks, mate. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCastSA. We'll see you next time on Game On.